Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. You all right? I'm so tired. (laughs) I mean, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Now let's make it about me. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from that. (laughs) Uh, The day we're recording this is your birthday, your actual birthday. How old are you? 26. No, 25. What? (laughs) Wait, are you younger than me? Yeah. Why? (laughs) By what? Two months? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Why did I think you were older than me? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> you thought I was older. Ooh, I, I think I'm flattered. I don't know. Anyway, you're so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired because I'm commuting to my job in New York right now. Which is bananas. It is bananas. So not driving in New York is actually the worst, obviously. Obviously. And <laughs> because I had to drive so much yesterday, I drove up to New York at like 8 a.m. And then I drove back from New York at 11 p.m. And turned around and drove back up again today and and now back (laughs) so uh i had a stress dream last night (laughs) where i crashed a car in the rain and i didn't know how to proceed during a car (laughs) crash and and it was like an unoccupied car parked on the side of the road and so i was like writing down my details and i had to go back and get something and by the time i came back there was a warrant for my arrest (laughs) and so i woke up and i was crying (laughs) No. <laughs> so then I couldn't go back to sleep this morning, which is why I sent you that happy birthday text at like 6 a.m. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How's your birthday going? <laughs> it's going well. I opened up cards and gifts for my parents. Aww. And they were very colorful cards. Like, this is the one that my dad sent me. Ooh, it looks very gay. And, right? It was like, I don't know, there was something so lovely about seeing this from my dad. And then Aww. my mom sent me another one where it's like, you color it in the card. It's like a coloring oh, page. And they, this one says color outside the lines on the front of it. So it's just like, there's a real theme going on. And my mom was like, bought it very different times at different places, separately. Wow. We did not confer. Wow. <laughs> so it was that great. Means both of your parents know you very well. Yeah. And I feel like it really is my birthday because the topic is patriotism and women's soccer. <laughs> yeah, like, you definitely I'm got to pick the topic. about this topic. <laughs> like, last you... night I was, I was giving speeches in my head. Oh and so now God. I'm really worried that this podcast is not going to be as good as what my brain was coming up with as I was falling asleep. <laughs> right, because you just used up all your good ideas on yourself last yeah. night. Yeah, or I'll just get, like, like, so hyped up that, like, I won't be able to form sentences. On top of, like, the two-hour commute I have to do, like, twice a day, you sent me four articles to read <laughs> today as research. <laughs> and also I, spe- I sent them within, like, five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went a little nuts. No, they were all very good and warranted, and Mm -hmm. I'm glad I read them. So tell us, tell the listeners who might not know what's going on, what's going on. Let's back up to Colin Kaepernick, who is a quarterback for the 49ers. Yes, you had to write that down, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) Um, So basically, uh, this was several weeks ago he started doing this, or a week or two ago? Two? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. um, Yeah. For the NFL preseason, he decided to sit uh, during the national anthem, and then later when asked about it, he said it was to draw attention to the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. um, and so now he kneels um, every time the national anthem 
is played at the games. And then on Sunday in Chicago, Megan Rapino knelt um, during the national anthem and said it was in solidarity with Kaepernick. And, from, that, and she's from the Seattle Rain soccer yes. team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then today, Seattle uh, issued a statement saying that they were basically uh, behind her 100%. Um, Yeah, full support of her choices and just an awesome club, basically. And so then last night, uh, Seattle came to D.C. And uh, first of all, that game is just straight up bananas. It started off with an hour-long weather delay due to lightning. Mm -hmm. It involved a missed PK from Christine Nairn, which never happens. Crystal Dunn got her first goal of the season, and it was a stunner. It was amazing. Then at the uh-huh. 67th minute, there was another lightning delay, and they all had to go inside. And and it clinched the a home playoff game for the Spirit, and we're really close. To, it was like a huge game and all that stuff. But none of that seemed to matter at all, because right. it was all completely overshadowed by the what I believe to be boneheaded uh, yes. choice by the spirit owner, Bill Lynch. Um, So basically, I tune in because I'm so curious about... Mm -hmm. She's going to kneel. We know that. She's given interviews to the fact that she's going to kneel during the anthem of the spirit game. She... And what I wanted to know was, is anyone else going to kneel with her? Uh, Mm -hmm. Is anyone in the audience going to sit? Um, and, And what happens if nobody does? Like, I just had so many... I was so interested... To mm-hmm. see what happens at this there game. There were a lot of ways it could have played out. Yeah, sure. yeah. And they all had really interesting implications. I did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was the owner of the Spirit decided, I'm going to preempt her protest that I know is going to happen by playing the national anthem while the, all the players are in the locker room. Um, which everyone there had no idea what was happening. The commissioner mm-hmm. of the NWSL was there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Um, There's a lot of press there because they all knew about Pino. Um, Uh And yeah, and so then a few minutes later, he emails out a press release to all the press who then put it on Twitter and all that stuff. And his press release is six paragraphs long about how um, it would be she would be hijacking um, the organization's um, event and right. and making it about her and her albeit worthy cause or something. It was just it was all over the place. It was like we we totally respect her right to expression, but she like we don't want her to express that at all. And mm-hmm. as a veteran, um I you know like this is really it's really insulting and I started to think like, oh, you know, every time I go to a spirit game and we do the national mm-hmm. anthem, when they are telling us to stand for the national anthem, they say in order to honor those who have served, uh, who are serving and will serve in the armed forces. And it always made me like go like, will serve? Like, could that be all of us? Like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm thinking well, about serving. Like, honor drafted. me, everyone. Look over here. I might serve. <laughs> so I guess I just never really put it all together. And then... Um, we're reminded of an article that came out last year where um, when marriage equality was handed out um, Mm -hmm. down by the Supreme Court, every single NWSL team tweeted out in support of that. They posted, Mm -hmm. you know, like a pride version of their logo or something like that. You know, they're very happy, except for the Mm -hmm. spirit, which Hmm. is a bummer. 
And every NWSL team has a pride night, except for the spirit. And so then after the game, when talking about it, Rapino brought that up and talked about how she's talked to players on the spirit who have been on the spirit, who are out or not out, but are gay and feel like she feels that the owner is homophobic. Um, so basically it was just a crazy night. So the gist of it is he tried to get ahead of the story. <laughs> yeah, he tried to silence it. And, and by it doing blew up. so, yeah, it blew it up in his face. Yeah. And now people are taking a microscope to him and saying, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I'm starting to put these things together. And as someone who is a season ticket holder and mm-hmm. a diehard fan of the Washington Spirit. Literally diehard. <laughs> Guys, Becca really cares. <laughs> it is so strange honestly because women's soccer is like this safe haven it's this it's this really special space within the within sports mm-hmm. where you can it just you feel so safe going to these games you feel you I don't it's like the one place I don't feel worried about like my safety or what I look like or anything like or going to the bathroom like I don't feel weird about it at all I just I, I look at all the fans around me and I see people like me and mm-hmm. the the people the the young women who work at the front office who run the Twitter who run all the social media they are amazing I've only had really positive interactions the volunteers that work there are pretty much all young women amazing like mm-hmm. I've had such a fantastic experience with the spirit and there's such a disconnect between this ownership and the actual people on the field who are running the whole show day to day. And it's just, yeah. it's it's a bit of a bummer. Um, well, how did he get to own that team? Like, what, how? how? Oh, good question. I'm going to give you some half-truths because I <laughs> can't remember at the moment. I know that the Hendricks owned it for a while, and they're the people who own the Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. which is based out of D.C., um, and for a long, long time, they had members of their family were the coach and, like, the star player of the team back in, uh, like, WPS days. Um, and then they decided to leave uh, a couple years ago. And so it got taken over by these guys. But I don't remember much more of the details. It just seems like a weird sport to get into if you're, like, a very conservative man. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's just... I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the problems that is a, a lot of sports are facing at the moment is there was a report that came out it was recently about, like, the ownership of professional football, which is, I mean, everybody, it's very clear. It's all, almost all the teams, it's like 90% of the teams are owned by wealthy white billionaires. Mm-hmm. And, like, the percentage of coaches that are black is minuscule. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, as, as you get high, closer to the top, there are less and less opportunities for minorities. Right. And why would that be any different in National Women's <laughs> Soccer League? It's, it's of course, going to be the same because it's all the same system at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, nine out of ten coaches for the NWSL are men. Uh, most of them aren't even American. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but so, this is sort of, that's sort of a side topic from from what we really wanted to talk about was the was the idea of patriotism, the national mm-hmm. anthem at sporting games, and and what we think about this protest. Yeah, I was, my dad asked me a question, and I meant to look it up when we were, we were driving today, and he asked, do other countries play their national anthem before sports and before school and 
at every event ever, like commission meetings in your local government? Like, mm-hmm. is every country, does every country feel this way about their national anthem? I really don't think so. Because the so origin either. of the national anthem being played at sports games is 1918 in a World Series game. The attendance was really low and mm-hmm. the crowd was really quiet and bored because it's baseball let's be honest um (laughs) so so i really do um so then at the seventh inning stretch they played the national anthem to get people excited they got Mm -hmm. up everyone stood and started singing and everyone was like oh that was fun and then the next day people were like i'm gonna come back and i'm you know then they got double the attendance so they did it again and then they got more attendance and then when it moved to Boston, they were like, well, everyone gets really rowdy at the beginning of these games, so we'll calm them down by playing the national anthem at the beginning. Mm. And it was really just like a marketing thing. It was it was to get more butts in seats and to get people excited about going to baseball games. And it was, you know, during World War One and or just after. And, uh, and so a lot of it was like, for the military and 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 stuff like that and it's a very militaristic song mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> it's an interesting song for sure <laughs> yeah it's not the best it's not great honestly <laughs> it's like it's a bad choice i think for yeah. our national America anthem the beautiful is a way better song. it's a it's or... a much like nicer sounding song it has got a lot in there but also you know what a great song is this land is your land oh, from so the good. luck of the irish the decom movie <laughs> I don't think that's from that movie. It's not from but... that movie. Okay. <laughs> but it is featured heavily, and it is yeah. amazing. Like, the Star Spangled Banner is objectively kind of terrible. Like, you, it's nearly impossible to sing. Yep. Um, it's the it, written by a slave, slave owner. owner who, like, literally worked as a lawyer to keep slavery, because he was such yes. a big fan of it. He kept the he there. There's a line in there that we don't sing that's about slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, that, the music is not original to the song. It's a it's a British song. Mm-hmm. It was a drinking song. Yeah, and when mm-hmm. when it came to be in 1931, our national anthem, a lot of people were like, nah, I don't I don't know about that one. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what happens over time is you play it enough times you play it at every single sporting event from high school on up you know it becomes this thing where oh it's always been this way you know we we always had this and it's it's a true expression of our patriotism and and then it takes on so much more it takes on well you know because at the spirit games they say stand and and this is for our men and women in uniform and you're like oh okay that's what this that's what the national anthem is for in your mind and it's like so then you start to wonder how like how much more can this take on and and how accurate is this and is this a good representation of our patriotism? Mm. Yeah. It's a complicated question because and I couldn't find the article where I read this originally, but it's something that I read once upon a time and it stuck with me so much and it was like why do Americans care so much about the flag? Mhm. Because as somebody who lived outside of America for a couple of years, it's like very obvious to me that we are really singular in our like love and dedication to the American flag. And it's like, not every country feels that way about their flags. Like if you go to other places, they, you know, flags get dropped on the ground, no big deal, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and I was like, there was this one article I found that said 
the best way to explain it is the reason we feel this way about the flag is because we have no monarchy to care about in the country. Because you can't care about the president the way you care about a king or a queen. It's because you have to have the king or a queen. They're going to be with you. For, their family will be with you. So you are going to care about them because they are part of your extended family. Because they will always be there. But with a president, you might not support the president. Mm-hmm. You might have voted against them. So you can't feel that way about the president. Right. Half of the country, probably, is not going to feel that way about the current president. So the only thing left is to feel that way about the flag, <laughs> which will always be there. will never change unless we get a new state or North and South Dakota merge, yeah, which yeah. I would love. <laughs> so it's this interesting sort of perspective that, like, that's why flags aren't allowed to touch the ground in America, or you're not allowed to burn the flag. Only Boy Scouts can burn the flag. <laughs> like, like, there's these really weird, intricate rules mm-hmm. for the flag because we are so precious about it, because it's the only thing we have to be precious about. Yeah. And I like, I love the idea of symbols and sacred symbols, and I love mm-hmm. that. I, I, I do like the idea of, of having a place, a physical place to look to, to show your pride and your patriotism. I love looking at the rainbow flag I have in my apartment, you know, like, mm-hmm. I love that. And I love, I, I love that. But, you know, we can't just force people to be patriotic and to no. have this blind observance of this tradition to, and, and, and you're this devotion to an ideal that doesn't exist, you know? Because that's not patriotism that's just obedience exactly that's like when you go to kindergarten and you say start saying the pledge of allegiance in kindergarten yeah you don't and know what you're saying yeah it's, it's just something that you're doing because you're being obedient and yeah. then when you grow up you're like wait a minute what am i saying mm-hmm. <laughs> i had the same experience with church because you you re- repeat there's call and response throughout mm-hmm. the church service and you're saying all these things and i remember at one point i was just like what am i saying like yeah what are these words that are coming out of my mouth and then also like the whole symbols thing also extended when I was in high school to like the Bible as well. The the Bible in our school, we had in our theology classes, we had Bibles under every desk on like little rungs under the chair. Mm-hmm. And if you put your feet up on the desk in front of you, sometimes you would push the Bible off of the rungs and it would hit the floor. Yeah. And Sister Helen Maureen would come around the room, pick up the Bible, kiss the Bible and put it back under the desk. Oh my God. Or like in second grade when we were learning for our first communion and we were like learning the rosary and stuff we one of the first things we learned with the rosary was you're not allowed to swing the rosary and you are not allowed to put the rosary around your neck like it's a necklace Mm -hmm. because it is not a necklace it is a rosary even though it is shaped like a necklace do not wear it ever like a necklace and still to this day when i see somebody wearing a rosary as a piece of jewelry i'm like what are you doing yeah (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I was always taught growing up that you don't clap at the end of the national anthem. That's what really? I was taught by my parents, is that it's a... And that's how it was originally intended, actually, based on the articles I was reading, is that it was a solemn, like, hymn, basically. It was mm. this respectful, quiet, you know, thing. And that, and then they said after 9-11, it became pretty standard to cheer and, like, holler and whoop and, and have this national pride uh, yeah more than ever and so and so I, I talked to my mom today because uh, mm-hmm. it is my birthday but um I talked to her and she is a veteran and so is my dad and so are both my grandfathers and so I have this great patriotism and love and all this stuff but and but she was saying that she 
believes, you know, you always stand respectfully for the national anthem, you know, you, you stand at attention, you got, she said you have your arms at your sides. But then, of course, I read this article where federal law is at the flag code in 1942 is that the flag is displayed and you should stand at attention facing the flag with the right hand over the heart. And right. like that is federal law that you have to stand that way with your hand over your heart. And my mom, who was in the military, doesn't even do that. <laughs> she stands wow. with her arms at her side. So it, we just we have all of these weird like traditions that mm-hmm. I totally see the value in in most of them. But I also totally see the value in critically examining them. Mm-hmm. And figuring out why do we do these things and choosing for yourself, is this what I want to do, you know, is and and I love the conversation that this is bringing up the idea of is our country perfect? No, obviously. And is is taking a knee during the national anthem to create a conversation about how we can make this a more perfect union. Is that really that offensive? Because it doesn't bother me in the least. I think I think it's... I'm totally on their side. And if I had gone to that game last night, I, I was kind of thinking I would sit. Mm. And I was thinking, would I be the only one? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I wish they had not played it while they were in the locker room. Yeah. Because I think... Although the conversation is growing from what they did, I think the conversation would have been much more interesting if they had gone as usual and just let her take a knee. Yeah. Because I think you would have... I, 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 we can't prove this, but I feel like, you know, it starts with one person mm-hmm. and it grows a little bit. And unfortunately, the thing is, everything ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these little movements, people finally saying enough is enough it's there is no such thing i think in america as the straw that breaks the camel's back like there Mm -hmm. will never be a shooting in america where people say that's enough right like this will be the last mass shooting and i think this is with every topic of conversation that's up in this you know election that we're talking about there is no last final straw for any of them and colin kaepernick and Rapina will not be the final straw. Like there, mm-hmm. there will no, there will be no end to this conversation. But change comes, you know, a millimeter at a time. It's just a marathon that we have to run right. very, very slowly. Yeah, and nothing is accomplished with silence and ignoring right. a problem and pretending that, that your country is perfect and that anyone who questions that is somehow a traitor to the country. You know, mm-hmm. like it's because of love of country that we're asking these questions, that we're saying, mm-hmm. you know, is is there more that we could be doing, you know? And, and this is just a method of which to do it. And I just, I don't think people need to hold the national anthem at a sporting event as like this pair. I just feel like they're using this as a great way to distract from the issue that he's bringing up, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, what's worse, disrespecting the national anthem or these actual injustices that are happening in America. And it seems like that's what you should be outraged about. And the fact that people are outraged over something so trivial and peaceful and respect. Mm. And honestly, I think he's doing it in a pretty respectful way, yeah. you know? And I just think that's how you get, that's how he was going to get attention for if he just talked about black lives matter in an interview 
mm-hmm. people would go, oh my god, look, he said this, and then a day later it would be over. Right. But this is how you get a conversation going. I do think, I, I was thinking about it when I was driving, obviously, and the amount of times over this past week that I've seen cars with decals that say, police lives matter, and the, the American flag with the thin blue line in it, mm-hmm. it's like a black, black and white flag with the blue line, the amount of times I've seen that is huge. I've seen it so much. And every time I see one of those flags now, I think, is that disrespectful to the flag? Mm. Or is it disrespectful, which I've seen before, to, to do the gay flag colors on the American flag? Great question, because I love that. I think that's right? really cool looking. <laughs> and, and, like, obviously people that support, you know, police officers think that the thin blue line in the American flag is just as patriotic as the American flag right. is. But at the same time, you are taking apart the icon of the flag and you're giving it a new meaning and so they we can dis you know we we can think that it's disrespectful for them to do that and they can think it's disrespectful for us to use gay colors in the flag Mm -hmm. and we're at the same you know we're still at a crossroads yeah (laughs) so i don't know i think i i don't know it's it's great that the conversation has gained a little bit more traction but this is also a conversation that has been happening happening for decades and like the 1968 olympics when right tommy smith and john carlos and peter norman all you know were somehow involved in raising their fists in the air mm-hmm. like peter norman was a white australian and he he didn't do it but he also you know was wearing a lapel pin and he got you know the two black men on that podium were expelled from the games mm-hmm. they were sent death threats after the games were over and then Peter Norman, the white guy that was just there and supporting them he was not picked for the following Olympic Games despite qualifying 13 times over. Wow. Wow. And it's just like uh, that conversation has been happening at least since then right. before then probably as well it happened earlier this year with the WNBA mm-hmm. so like I said, I don't, I don't see an, an end to the conversation there's no period at the end of the sentence no but the only thing that can change is all of us and our reaction to it because we all like to look back at history and think oh the choices were so easy back then you know Mm -hmm. it was so black or white you know to choose these things and those people who are on the right side of history you know it, it was so obvious for them and of course you know it went just fine for them because they're on the right side of history or whatever. And it's like, no, it, it looked like it does today, you know? Mm. It, you know, the idea that Megan Rapino kneels and nobody else does, you know, do you want to look back on that and say, I didn't kneel when I could have? I could have done this really simple gesture to say, I am on this side of history, you know? And because and, we look back and we just think, oh, it's just everyone was you know in world war ii every american was like oh well hitler's evil we have to go get rid of Mm -hmm. hitler or whatever and meanwhile they were saying no we don't want any of these jewish immigrants coming in like we don't we don't need any we don't need to involve ourselves in that you know like there there is no black or white like it's always going to be this complicated and you have to make a choice every single day am i going to be on the right side of this? Am I going to make a choice that is scary and potentially damaging to my career, to, you know, to my friendships, things like that? Like, am I going to make these choices because it is the right choice to make? Mm -hmm. Because it's always going to look this complicated. 
It's it's yeah. never going to not be complicated, and there's never going to be such an easy. I mean, sure, Donald Trump. It's very obvious. Like <laughs> that, there are certain things that are so easy and so black and white, but you just we have to make these choices every single day. And it's are you going to stand with people who are saying we're being killed in the streets? Mm. Or are you going to stand with people who say, oh, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to get into that. You know, what if what if my friends calls me, you know, reverse racist or something? You know, <laughs> what if what if they call me a cop hater or something? It's like, OK, mm. fine. Like, I'll take it. It's incorrect. But, you know, at least I know what I'm saying is right. Mm-hmm. I do think we I just want to say, like, I am so impressed with Megan Rapino for. Yeah even inserting herself into the conversation because when my dad and I were talking about it today, I was like, it's just amazing that she sacrificed really a lot. Yeah. And, and she could have just kept on going. She was not involved. Yeah. She's a white woman in a different sport than Colin Kaepernick. Like Mm -hmm. she could have just kept playing her game, but she took the chance to bring this to women's soccer as well. And I think, one of the articles you did you did send me was about how soccer is a great place for political conversations mm-hmm. because soccer has always been political. Right. And that I think that was one of the standout articles. You mm-hmm. should link to that on our Tumblr because that was fascinating. Yeah. And you it really does make sense once you think about it like because soccer is such an easy sport to play all over the world mm-hmm. for so many people and of course it it causes these conversations to start and for people to play each other that wouldn't normally play each other and you know there's so many world events for soccer and Mm -hmm. so there are so many more opportunities than in the NFL where you're just playing other Americans (laughs) to take a a look at yourself as a country take a look at yourself as a team and say are we representing our best selves right right and and that's why it was so exciting for the the Seattle rain to stand behind her and say Mm -hmm. yeah like we're not going to say our you know a as a club, we're not going to say we have an opinion on this or whatever, but we're going to stand behind her no matter what, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but what's really interesting, first of all, the next game with Seattle is Washington is going to go to Seattle. It's on September 11th. But at this point, because she couldn't kneel here, she has to, essentially, she has to kneel on Sunday. And then she's been called in for the national team friendly on the 15th. And so now she will be wearing the USA jersey. She will be representing her country against another country. And they're going to play the national anthem at the beginning of this game. And essentially at this point, because of what the spirit did, she has to kneel because she said, I'm committed to doing this, you know. And what does that mean? The difference between kneeling in your club versus kneeling for your with your country, you know, like. It's yeah, it's one th- like there's so it's so weird because literally last week at the Spirit game we had international night where it was we brought out the flags of every of all the international players on our team. There were like six flags. Mm-hmm. Um we had, you know, Canada and Spain and Argentina, Nigeria, um Denmark. Um and and so it was then we play the national anthem at the beginning of the game. And it's like <laughs> Because we're in America, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we had like, we had like nine people from other countries on our team. And then you start to think, like, oh, wait, why are we doing this? Like, yes, maybe for a national team game, you 
because they play the anthem of each country. Mm-hmm. But why do we do it in club games where so many of these teams are international now, especially in soccer? But, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just still bothered by when they fly over NFL games with jets. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we do that? Because It's advertisement for the military. They pay the NFL to do that and what? to have military nights. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Mil- yeah. Can I, mm-hmm. can I tell you a story from New York? Please. It's very short. <laughs> Yesterday, when I was driving into Manhattan, I was in traffic, and I looked to my right, and I was right next to the Army Recruiting Center. Mm-hmm. And on the door of the Army Recruiting Center was a sign that was the little little picture of a gun with an X through it and a lot of writing. Yeah. And so I take from that sign that you're not allowed to bring a gun into the Army Recruiting Center. Yeah. And I was like, so what are they, what do they know that places <laughs> like Walmart and other places where they're like, yeah, bring open carry states, bring your gun wherever you want, bring your gun to school, who cares? That college, which is that in Texas where you're allowed to bring oh, a gun yeah, to class yeah. now? What does the Army Recruiting Center know about the safety of guns in yeah. public that college that college does not know? Like, mm-hmm. clearly, open carry is not great. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... I was really bothered by that yesterday. <laughs> like, surely if you're allowed to bring a gun anywhere, it would be the Army Recruiting Center. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Uh, I saw that episode of NCIS. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well... So I guess we'll just keep our, you know, keep posted and keep watching and see what happens. And Yeah, and I would just say if you love this country as much as I do, and then you want it to be its best self, you know? And and criticism is a part of that. We're not a perfect yeah. country. We are built on some horrible things. I mean, you can just look at what's happening in the D- Dakota Access pipeline right now. Oh, yeah. And 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 we I I ended up watching Real Engine the documentary you you suggested for me and it's just it's just a it's such a horrific reminder of what this country is built on, and how we need to not be continually built on that. We need yes. to we need to move forward as a country, and the only way we do that is have tough conversations and admit to ourselves that we are pretty racist, and mm-hmm. and pretty unequal. And if we want to do better, then that's that's love for country, is wanting to be better. We want to be the best country in the world. We want to say that with certainty. So so someone kneeling during your national anthem should not bother you as much as people being killed in the streets. Yeah. I think we should discuss what song should replace the national anthem. Okay. As we've decided, it's a bad song all around. Yeah. And I have my my pitch. Okay. My pitch is Be a Star from <laughs> the seminal classic Life Size. Sorry, Tyranks and Lindsay Lohan. I'd be okay with that starting every sporting event. <laughs> We'd all like dance and clap in unison. a pop pop song. There's already a dance to it. Uh-huh. Eve's great. Oh my god. It's such a good song. All right. Anybody doesn't not familiar with the song, please go listen to the song on YouTube. You can watch the dance. It's... A plus plus. You know, when I was looking up alternatives to the Star Spangled Banner, I was thinking, okay, America the Beautiful is great. And then my country, Tis of Thee, which is set to God Save the Queen. And then I started thinking, yeah. God Save the Queen? Like, I bet modern Brits don't care for that at all. Like, most yeah. of them don't care about the monarchy and don't care for it. And that's not what their country is about anymore. And so an enti- like, their entire anthem just being about the Queen, 
Like, that mm-hmm. can't be very popular anymore. So then I found an article where they were talking about other songs that they could do. And one of the suggestions was Imagine by John Lennon. Oh and I was God. like, that's amazing. Can you imagine if you're at the Olympics, a British person <laughs> wins a gold medal and they're standing on the stand and then you just hear an instrumental version of Imagine? Like, <gasps> oh. that sounds amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> and it just sort of makes you think like, yeah, like it should be a song that reflects who, like the, mm. what we, like our best hopes for our country and our, the best representation of our country is, and yeah. Well, would it have to be, like, a Bruce Springsteen song, then? <laughs> or, like, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. Uh, wasn't he, like, racist or something? Oh, probably. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows these days? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough. Like, Or how about, like, John Williams' score from Star Wars? Great. I love it. <laughs> the Imperial March. <laughs> that was a suggestion on that article, actually. <laughs> They're like, but I don't think that would go over very well. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Oh, wow. I can definitely imagine that being played at the Olympics. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for this whole topic? I think that was about it. I, I have a closing yeah. statement, not a thought. I found out my dad's a veteran today. What? <laughs> I didn't know You're that. 25. I know. Yeah. Wait, I kind of assumed he was based on that dinner conversation with him and yeah. your stepbrother. What branch? Yeah. Navy. Okay. He was in the Navy for two years. Okay. Yeah. And I, like, didn't know that. He was, he was in a whole bunch of places. He was in Virginia. He was in Florida. And I was just like, I had no idea. Wow. He told me the whole story today in the car. And I was like, this was a great car trip because now I know. Does he have an opinion about the national anthem and sporting events? He said there is nothing more patriotic than somebody exercising their right not to stand for the anthem. I think that's the perfect way to end it. There you go. There we go. Well, do you have a recommendation for me? Because I have one for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I watched the SpongeBob SquarePants movie again <laughs> yesterday. and Wait, the first one the or first the new one? one? Okay. I think I've Why? seen it like three or four times now. It is genuinely hilarious. Did you know Scarlett Johansson is the voice of the Princess Mermaid yeah. in it? Wait, why did I think it was Drew Barrymore? It sounds kind of like her, but oh, yeah, she kind of. Sure? I think she looks like Drew Barrymore okay. <laughs> in the movie, but she's a mermaid. Yeah, she wears glasses and has like a bob. Okay. Anyway, that movie is genuinely hilarious, and it's a musical. Quite effective. The songs in it are amazing and super catchy. Oh, I've only seen it once, maybe in theaters. It's on Netflix now, and it just made me really happy. <laughs> are you gonna watch the newer one? Oh, I did. Oh, it was is fine. It as good? No, not nearly fine. as good. Okay, but. David Hasselhoff is in the first one, right? He is. Near the end, <laughs> briefly. Oh. And it's amazing, too. Okay, I I guess I'll try it's, it. <laughs> honestly, there was <laughs> several scenes where I laughed so loudly and just said out loud, this movie's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Spongebob is amazing. Yeah. It is a cultural touchstone, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we watched a couple episodes this summer when we were going to work in the mornings because it's on really early and yeah. I was like this is the greatest <laughs> I mean there's so. a part in the beginning where he's like singing a song where he's really excited and then mm-hmm. he doesn't get it what he wants so then he's walking backwards really sad and he's like I'm ready depression <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good it's oh so good. my god anyway what's um, your uh, recommendation for me 
Okay. I just realized I had an actual recommendation that is, like, time sensitive. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> it's today, the day where you're recording this, your birthday. Yes. Is Thursday. Mm-hmm. It is the, today is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Wow. Amazing. Okay. Anyway, I watched a Star Trek episode this week that I wanted to recommend to you, but I need to get the episode title, so I will wait for next week to tell you that one. Okay. But it's time sensitive, so I want to say happy anniversary, Star Trek. Happy birthday to you. Yes. But more importantly, Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And I think we'll end it there. (laughs) Okay. My actual recommendation for you this week that I have prepared because I brought it along is a physical CD that I bought at Target. It is Barbara Streisand's new album. (laughs) I am not recommending the whole album to you. I am recommending one song. Okay. I can handle that. (laughs) Her new CD is is called Encore. Uh, Movie partners sing Broadway. So she got a whole bunch of famous movie stars to sing with her on songs. And one of the songs is Anything You Can Do with Melissa McCarthy. What? It is (sighs) so funny. It's a great song. First of all, it's like a great song. Yeah. But the version they do a different version from this from the broadway version of annie get your gun and they make it all about like women competing with each other and eventually they just become friends at the end of the song Uh. and there's a video of them recording it together on youtube and i will post it on our tumblr because it's just so lovely okay and they make a joke about how Barbara Streisand has a mall in her basement of her home, which is true. And <laughs> I just love the song a lot. So I wanted, and I knew you would love it because of Melissa McCarthy. So, and she's a great singing voice. So, I mean, did I know that? <laughs> I think I knew that. She sang in, did she sing in Bridesmaids or did they just lip sync? Yeah, she didn't sing. No, they lip sync at the end to Wilson Phillips. Anyway, she can sing very well. There's also another song on the album with Daisy Ridley, if wow. you're interested in that one. Oh, so. okay. I remember seeing videos about this months ago now. Yeah, they recorded it a, a while ago, and I, I also watched that video because she did a, it's like a three-way duet. What's that called? A trip wet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's her, uh, Barbara and Anne Hathaway and Daisy Ridley singing a song from a chorus line. That's a good one too. Cool, and ugh, they're all great. Whatever, just <laughs> great. Look up the look up the list, but definitely listen to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's my recommendation. Cool. Happy birthday! Thanks. Do you have a wish? Um. Oh, uh, I wish that nope. the spirit <laughs> is because I'm saying it out loud is not going to come true no. now. Oh no, I was saying no because it took you too long to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, I wish that the spirit win and get the uh, shield for the season. Okay, we'll see if it comes true. Ooh. Ooh.